Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How about that football game yesterday? The Kansas City Chiefs come out hot, give it up in the middle, come back anyway. I mean, it started good, it ended well. I may or may not have done some account maintenance to Jen Parlays with a few goofy things and um, tossed the Kansas City money line in there a little bit too early. But what'd you think of the game? Yeah, I had a uh, I had a plus twelve, and I knew. And Drew and I talked about this on several shows. We said this is probably a mid a midline price. This is hey, maybe it's Tannehill, maybe it's not Tannehill, and if it's not Tannehill, maybe it goes to fourteen. It can be a juicy fourteen and a half at some places, which maddening because you know you're kind of waiting because if it's Tannehill, it goes the other way. Uh, but so didn't get the best of the number, but it was never, ever, ever in doubt. They were inside the number for the entire 65 plus minutes or however long it took in overtime. A little maddening. They couldn't get the offense going a little in the second half. I didn't care who won, I guess, as long as you stayed inside the number. I know plenty of people had uh, money line parlays, teasers. Um, the rule had changed a couple of years ago, too. If you watch that, there was a, yeah, I saw that, Dan. We'll get to that. Um, there is, and what, what was it? Kansas, West Virginia in college. We saw the, um, somebody won by 13 in overtime with a return. They scored a touchdown. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I was in, I was in the sports book. I was in the South point with Kelly Garrett, big 10 Watto watching that. I'm like, I didn't know you could do that, but I do remember in the NFL, they did change the rule. You can lose by nine in overtime, which would be the. Just the worst bad beat if you had like a plus field goal and a half. return touchdown. Yeah. So Kansas City had kicked their field goal. And then there was a pass that was thrown on third down, I believe, by Malik Willis that was bobbled by a defender slightly. It wasn't like, oh, he should have had that, but he could have had that. And he had nothing but green in front of him. So you could lose a plus eight and a half. Uh, you cannot lose a plus 12. So it was nice to end the week on a strong note for my betting card. Uh, thank you, Seattle, for getting through. And then, yeah, this was something that came up a couple of weeks in a row. I said, hey, they had a meeting, and they said, hey, we're benching Matt Ryan. And then they had a meeting, and they said, hey, you're firing your coordinator. And now they had a meeting and said, hey, Frank Reich, hit the road. He is done out at the Indianapolis Colts. Very disappointing end to his tenure. Um, somebody we liked right from the beginning. I'm sure he'll catch on elsewhere. I would look for him to have a job. Hopefully with a quarterback. As, as soon as next year. Like, that's how this works. They're just going to recycle him. Yeah, no, it's he's been a solid coach. Again, I'm sure he'll get a job pretty quickly, and hopefully he has a quarterback this time. I mean, uh, watching him try to figure out what to do, you know, with uh, Matt Ryan this year has just been a mess. He's had lots of quarterbacks. Carson I don't know if that's – yeah, before. he's had like eight quarterbacks. So maybe that uh, he just needs a good one. But a yes, we are going to bet on a ton of stuff. We got a lot of sports to go over. Let's get into that. We are in Colina slash Santiago, Chile. Are we at yes, altitude here? Tennis again persists, but man, Andy, we are on the very razor thin edge. There's just challenger events for, on the men's side, I believe. I don't think there's a proper ATV event 
on the women's side, just one event here. It's the 125K. And when you see the title, you might giggle a little bit. This is the same tournament, but it's listed differently. Um, if you look on some sports books, it's Kalina. If you look at other sports books, it's Santiago. They're very close to each other. Again, we're playing at elevation, and it's not just elevation, Andy. We're back on clay. We've got a little clay tournament here this week. So, again, double-check everything. It's the end of the season. These are all smaller events. And, again, I know I say there will always be tennis. There might not be as much tennis this week. It is a pretty goofy event. But uh, two money lines stuck out as value to me. Both of these will be tomorrow. Um, but start time for these matches has been 10, 11 a.m. So, um, not sure. They have done the order of playout tomorrow. But there's a good chance one of these starts before we get to the show. So, I wanted to get this out today. And we'll start with the first leg. Arena Maria Barra. Love to bet her on clay. Um, really thrives on this surface, especially at these types of events. Played in elevation. She's had some success. It's generally a player who's very fit. Because of against Tamea Babos, generally a very poor clay player. A um, little bit out of form here. Surprised by this number. Um, seeing minus 175 when I put it in the parlay here. I had it closer to minus 250. And that was after I tweaked a few things down, to be perfectly honest. The next line, uh, we love playing Sarah Rani, especially against younger players. Um, it is quite an experience to play tennis against Sarah Rani. And again, this is more qualitative. You know, Just looking at my model and my numbers here, um, this money line is minus 165 in this parlay. I had this out, you know, deeper than minus 225. But um, as another little qualitative thing, again, look at your numbers and try to figure out kind of how the match is going to go. Goes up against a young player in Sarah Bijek. Um, might be fine. Or Bijek, Bellic. I'm not actually sure which of those letters in the middle you're supposed to pronounce. But um, pretty sure she's going to be overwhelmed here by Arani, who, again, generally does well in some of these more adverse condition events, if you will, altitude, high heat, things like that. So um, my numbers like both of these. I think these are great situations for both women. So put them both together. Plus 150. Again, probably start tomorrow morning just before the show gets started. At least one of them. Maybe they'll start <clears> later and we'll talk about it again tomorrow. Who knows? Barai Rani. Now we head to. You know, I love the three namers. Yeah. Heading to Texas. We're going to spend a lot of time in Texas. World Series was partially in Texas, Midlands, tennis, and now the golf. Texas finally heads back. Numbers. Yeah, heads back to the United States of America. Where the I'm just gonna call it the Houston Open. This has changed sponsors every goddamn year. I'm not even sure. It's like Cadence. I think it's a bank. It's always a bank now. But this used to be, the, be Vivint. Vivint, right. the uh, the the security company. Um, yes, and Baylor versus Mississippi Valley State, which is starting dangerously soon. May have even started already. I think it may be just right after this. Right after this show, uh, the first college basketball game. The Delta Devils are. 44 and a half point underdogs to the Baylor Bears because they are a swack team and Baylor is very good. And I don't bet on spreads that big, but it'll be a fun one to take in. But yes, the Houston Open, this is a, a tournament played. Field. An, it's another easy course. Like, so sometimes we'll say, like when we were in the Olympics, we're like, hey, this, this, this is in Japan, it's in Tokyo, but it's not really in Tokyo. It's like 40 minutes from Tokyo, you know, and all we always have this where it's like, hey, it's in the city, but it's not really in the city. It's this is this is in goddamn downtown Houston. Like this is the course that's inside the city. Um, this is very much in Houston. And this is another one where it might not be, you know, like we saw last week where somebody's going 25 under per year. But it is another one where we're going to see some low scores again. And also, uh, is it cursed? Many are asking. Uh, three out of the last four winners have moved on to the live tour with the only uh, the other one being 
Mr. Lanto Griffin, who currently is not even playing golf, he blew his back up. He uh, ruptured his lumbrosacral joint. Uh, that's the second time he's done that. He did it picking up his dog. So possibly a cursed tour stop. I don't know. Scotty Scheffler, your 2021-2022 player of the year is a huge chalk donkey here. Plus 550. Bermuda Sam Burns is 12 to 1. Tony Finau, somebody I might look at. And Aaron Wise, who has done everything but win a tournament, continues to get shorter and shorter. People are realizing he's good. He's going to pop. He's a guy that this is one of those where we talked about maybe it's a guy I look at to bet some futures on and some in some majors. I think he actually has the game to sneak his way into contention at one of the majors next year. A guy I backed last week, Taylor Montgomery, 34. And uh, yeah, golf kicked me in the teeth a little last week. Another, I believe it was another tournament where I, I had four or five outrights and one of them got second place. So uh, I do have an outright win in this fall swing season, but man, we've been so close and I'm just such a Russell Henley guy. I've bet him outright five, six times last year. So it was nice to see him win, but it was maddening as well. Uh, Not in Texas is the Monday night football game clocks though. It's on the bayou down in the bayou. That's on uh, the bayou, I mean, if, I think. if you're if you live in Houston and you want to gamble, this is where you go. You go to the bayou, you go to Lake Charles. But yeah, the uh the Saints and the Ravens closely lined game. I don't have a strong opinion on. I know a lot of people have used this as as a teaser leg with the Saints. I think that's probably reasonable, especially if you have something you like next week and you want to get involved here. But I didn't bet this. I have a prize picks entry. I played some props on. I'll show you after this. But we'll just start with first touchdown scorers because these are some fun names. There are some good names. A lot of back to some bigger numbers here. Mecole Hardman last night, last night, which is fun, but anything less than 20 to 1 just doesn't feel as fun. And I know I'll start right off with a 19 to 1, but that's close enough. Maybe we'll round up for us. Uh, James, I'm not sure if this is Proche or Proche. Not really sure I care. Um, you take a step back and look at how to attack this Saints defense. They've given up a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns to to wide receivers this year you start to look at the ravens wide receivers it is an absolute mess um looks like bateman's going to be out tonight um, demarcus robinson had a groin injury pop up on friday he is questionable i guess this will be sort of a game time decision it seems like he's leaning towards him playing or not but um Prochet has gotten a bunch of targets already this week I'm sorry, the last couple of weeks, he continues to be a nice villain, especially for when Bateman is out. Um, really like his ability to get some red zone targets, which he finally did pick up his first one or two last week. Um, again, should be a great spot for the Saints here. And curious with Mark Andrews out, um, you know, how they kind of rejigger this offense a little bit. Wonder if they'll get um, Lamar Jackson again, throwing a little bit more to the outside. So like Prochet here. Juwan Johnson, you're playing against the Ravens. Tight ends generally do very well. You think of it as a good defense, strong linebackers, but um, something about the design of that defense tends to leave the middle of the field open, and tight ends do very well. Enter Jawan Johnson. Yes, Adam Troutman is going to be playing tonight, it looks like, for the Saints, but Johnson has really taken a step forward these last two or three weeks, and as much as Troutman is on the field, it's a lot of blocking. It's a lot of short check down work for him. Johnson is the guy they look to in the red zone. Um, I believe he's second now um, in terms of red zone targets to the entire season for the Saints after starting with basically none. So really on the ascension the last week or so. Marquez Callaway, again, looking for another receiver here on the Saints. Um, The Ravens defense gives up touchdowns to wide receivers. That's kind of how you score on them. 
When I start to look down the list, the price on Olave, obviously very low. He's been great this year, 9-1. to one. Um, Pretty close to where I had it, maybe just a touch of value. I thought he'd be closer to 8-1, to one, but um, really like Callaway here at 28-1. to one. Jarvis Landry is looks like he's 50-50, maybe a game-time decision to play his first game since week four, I believe. At the very least, I think he's going to get less work. Tracon Smith gets the ball sort of in between the 20s but when they get down to the red zone Callaway for the last couple weeks has been climbing up really gotten comfortable with Andy Dalton here so like him at 28 to 1 give me both defenses these teams turn the ball over a lot more than you think the Saints are top three in the league in turnovers the Ravens in the top half the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league at turning the ball over the Saints again kind of middle of the pack here but like both of these numbers are 30 or one especially with the Ravens we get a du- Duvernay return possibility that's always something a couple times a year we'll see and then Patrick Ricard I know he hasn't hit for us yet this year but this is a situation again where passing on to running backs and backs basically against the Saints defense has been very good again no Mark Andrews tonight so curious to see how the Ravens adjust here I know Ricard is someone who's been on the field is comfortable with Lamar Jackson here I wonder if we see him maybe get one or two of those Mark Andrews looks tonight and at 90 to 1 what the hell you got to throw that one on the list so some wide receivers a tight end some defenses and a fullback I love the Ricard call too and I bet if you shop around you can find even some better numbers so um I might actually have to log into price picks to see this and so oh you know what I'll just go over to the let's go over to the work slack because I did send this to Dan this is the worst part about betting so many legs in this. It makes it small, a little hard to see, but I will read through these. Um, these are some props I played on tonight. I play a, I play more props than I let on because I'm a degenerate. I played some Bulls props yesterday. But uh, Isaiah, and Eric Crouch brings up Isaiah Likely. This is someone I am playing on the props. Um, his Super prize pumped picks, to see him at single digits. <laughs> yeah, his, his... Where he should be. Yeah, he, he should be down there now. And I, play him him I, 20, I, I just think he, yeah, he's going to get the targets. He's going to get the target share he deserves at this point. And his price picks entry poor, price point is only 40.5 receiving yards. And I do think we'll see a lot of running, but I played, I played all overs just because I love overs. It's, it's hard to, you know, cheer for unders in any of these, unless I'm doing it with baseball, but just um, watch the whole game. If you play unders. Yeah. Then nobody likes that. I just want this over at halftime so I can go to bed and count my money. But this is a four-pick play. Um, over 40 and a half receiving yards for Isaiah Likely. Like we said, he's likely to get a decent amount of targets, as we've seen recently. Um, I'll skip the defensive one. I'll stick to the offense for now. Andy Dalton, over a half interception. Now, the biggest part of this is just you're getting about equal value on this because most books are going to charge you about minus 140 for him to throw a pick or worse. So throwing it in the parlay here, uh, basically, it's not 50-50 because of how the parlays pay at price picks. But once you can get something out to like minus 140, you're getting halfway decent value on this. And the Ravens, like we, you said this, they are both teams that turn the ball over quite a bit. The Ravens' defense is averaging a turnover, per, or excuse me, an interception per game. Andy Dalton's liable to throw one, so just need him to throw a pick there. Uh, Kamara, over five receptions. He's gotten plenty of targets. Yeah, especially if you just – I know he missed some time as well, but if you suss out just the targets in the games where Andy Dalton has played, 
he's going to get like 10 targets tonight. I think he's going to get a bulk of the, uh, you know, a bulk of the looks on the short passing game. So over five receptions, I have this as a push and incredibly large amount of the times. And I think this is a long tail to be over. And then Gino stone, Gino stone is a safety. And I played his, uh, in the spirit, I'm going to have to ask Noonan. This is Noonan's thing in the spirit of Noonan's, uh, defensive props. This is over four and a half tackles plus assists. So that's solo tackles plus assist tackles. He's averaging seven or eight for the last few games. Um, maybe a little low because he wasn't a starter. And I know we're starting to see, um, you know, s- some changes in the secondary, but it won't be at safety. They're still fine putting the rookie kind of in the nickel and dime spots and not having him on the field as much. Gino's usage has gone up every game. He's started the last three. He's been on 100% of the snaps the last two, and he should get six or seven tackles plus assists tonight. It's it's an offense that's going to have the ball enough and uses a lot of short stuff, not explosive offense where they have a small amount of plays on their drive that I think his usage plus the way the Saints run the ball are going to get him involved heavily. I'm, I'm predicting seven tackles plus assists. So this pays 10 to one. And yeah, I played all these props solo as well. I can dig it. That's all makes sense. Except the defensive I... one. That one's harder to find. I got to go dig that one up. So I, I shouldn't say I've played that one yet. I got to go actually find that. It's harder to find that at the offshores than it is in the legal Eagle books. Speaking of legal Eagle, it's NBA time. I made Drew explain the Kyrie thing to me last night. Ugh. Which parts? Said, sheesh. Sheesh. This league is what I say, but I'm more interested in actually just betting on some games and getting into that whole rigmarole again. Quite a few games tonight, Andy. Every single NBA team plays tonight. 15 games. One starts every 15 minutes after 7 p.m. Eastern. The league, of course, running through as it does every year. They, tomorrow, of course, is voting day. The NBA likes to give everybody a day off so that the league can go vote, so they can go um, try to be part of their local communities, push voting and things like that. And make sure you do that. Schedule some time to go vote. And maybe not for, you know, we're not voting for president at this time, but as I like to remind everybody, Andy, the mayor in Jaws 2 is the same as the mayor in Jaws. Local elections matter, and that's what we have tomorrow. I digress. 15 NBA games, a bunch of stuff to bet. Um, went a little against the trend, I guess, Andy. You probably think with 15 games, I'd only have one bet. But I found five that I like tonight. Um, I guess six if you count the double up on the Raptors there. But we'll start with Rockets Magic. Um, really like the over here in this spot. Um, little concerned, I guess. The market has moved against me. I bet this over at 226. It was 225 when I put it in for the show. I'm staring at 224 and a half. Struggling, I guess, a little bit to figure out why everyone is betting the under here. The magic when they have point guards, which they do. Jalen Suggs is healthy. They've got a couple guards actually to play. Run at a high pace. The Rockets love to run, basically. They'll play at whatever pace the other team wants to play at. Generally happy to go pretty quickly. I know some injuries building up for both teams, but all the scores, the ball handlers, guys are going to drive offense tonight and that my model really likes for this over here are playing tonight. So I'll probably go back, honestly, before tip and grab a little bit more if it continues to go down like this. Just really like this spot for the over. And in general, Andy, I'm looking for overs this week. Um, 
working with a new model, try to figure out sort of patterns in the market when closing totals a little higher than what's actually happening and things like that. And I think we're going to have kind of an overfull week maybe this week. So we'll see how that goes. But again, before considering that, had this total at 229 myself. So bet it at 226. We'll take it at 225. And what the heck, people? Wait, maybe you'll get 224 and you'll get a two-point better number than me. Oklahoma City, like the Thunder tonight to win, beat the Detroit Pistons. They are in Detroit. Um which I, I'm not too right about. The Pistons have been really rough this year, and I'm going to continue to go against them. Their second unit has just gotten pummeled. Um, it really is a four or five player team in terms of quality NBA players. And the Thunder, it's hard to think, Andy, but they've got some talent. That team finally, after all these years of draft picks and putting it together, it's interesting to see what they might have happened if they used the second pick on somebody who could play this year. Um Things are tough. People get hurt. Nobody knows better than Sixers fans. Um, just really like the Thunder here. Have them at three, almost four-point favorites here. So um, this was minus one earlier. It's moving out. It's minus two. Anything minus two or less looks pretty good to me on the Thunder. The Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry, Dan, although I know Dan likes when I bet against the Hawks. Um, go into Atlanta here, and I think we're just getting some value from a misjudged rest spot. Um, this is a back-to-back -back for the Milwaukee Bucks, but Giannis didn't play yesterday. Um, he's going to come in, play tonight. He's probable, looks fresh. We know Trey Young, even if he does play, isn't 100% still adjusting to an eye injury, which is not something you really want for your guard who's supposed to be a top-end shooter. And you know, has played okay this year. The Bucks, though, have been the best team in the NBA by some margin at this point. I had this closer to five, almost six points myself. So Bucks minus three or better looks pretty good. Um, starting to see some fours. Don't know if I'd play this at four, maybe a half stake at four. Um, I hope maybe it bounces back to three. And give me the Raptors tonight. Um, beat the Chicago Bulls pretty comfortably. I mean, the game, you know, got a little bit looser towards the end, but the Raptors held on, won that game outright. Tonight they come back. They are three-point dogs. It was four a little bit earlier. I still like this at three. The money line has come down just a touch to plus 130, but it looks like Zach Levine's going to play tonight. And um, honestly, I thought this number would bounce back a little bit, but I guess the market knows Levine is going to be in, or at least kind of assumes they are, and people are coming in to bet Toronto anyway. Again, I know it's a back-to-back -back for Toronto, but same back-to-back -back here, schedule spot for the Bulls. I think the Raptors are generally a better team anyway, and I know without Siakam, Maybe not as good, but should be able to take care of business and have them as small, short favorites here against the Raptors. So plus two, plus three, anything better than that looks good for me here for the Raptors. And then the Sacramento Kings, I know it's never fun betting on the Sacramento Kings. It's always an adventure, but they go into Golden State tonight to play a Warriors team that continues to get credit for what it did last year. The market continuing to be slow to adjust to a team that's playing its starters only 30 minutes at a time getting a lot of minutes for backups and guys that are 11th, 10th down on the roster here. Um, just really tough for a team like that to beat or basketball, you know, most teams in the NBA that are focused each night on playing their players this early in the season as much as they can. The Warriors, again, taking things a little bit slower. This would be a really high-scoring game. Um, I think the, the Kings will probably have the lead at some point tonight. Curious to see if I can find some way to bet that. I don't think that that's a weird enough prop to be around, but who knows? I'll take a look. But, yeah, Kings plus eight had this much closer. Thought about a Kings team total over, but in general, like the spread here better tonight as the market has corrected a little bit on some of these Warriors totals. They finally stopped hanging numbers in the 220. So, and over, the Thunder, the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Kings. Basketball? Never heard of her. But yeah, I did bet. I have two bets. I mean, yeah, so I know it's that time of year. And I hate betting early. I hate. I'm going to have to kick so many people out of the NBA chat today. 
I, we're gonna toss him. Yeah, no, that's that's you get you get three strikes, but yeah, no talking. That's why I invented the college basketball chat for you yep. guys as a we safe place an, for me. Yeah, we, we have a different chat for this, guys. But yeah, <laughs> college basketball starts hot and heavy. It comes in hot. There's no oh, let's have one college football game in London. No, there's like hey, let's have a thousand bleeping games on the same day. Let's start early. Let's start often and. Uh, non-conference, it's it's a mess. It's tough. You know me. I normally bet mostly dogs anyway, but maybe there's something to this here. I've yet to get my my totals model up and rolling, but I did have a couple sides that popped out right away. Um, I know South Dakota State was four and a half earlier in the market. There'd been a little steam. Uh, it actually got down to three at Bookmaker. Took a little bounce back. You can get this three and a half. This is very very much in the market right now. And uh, there's a little bit of a uh, market sentiment against the Jackrabbits right now, losing, I don't know, they're leading what scorer, rebounder, sister stealer, everything. He was kind of, uh, you know, kind of their best player, but it's still a strong team. This has always been a strong team. South Dakota state does not rebuild. They reload. Everyone was world when Mike, remember Mike Dom, he played a little no. in the G league. No, these some of these no, players go to the about. NBA. You know who Mike Mike Dom for sure. Played. I do not. All right, we're we're looking him up, seeing oh, who he played. Mike he he for sure. Um, D O A M. Oh, he plays in like Europe now. I thought he oh. caught on with like a G League team. He's a he's find from this person uh, on Google. He's from Nebraska. Did not get drafted. All right, he was their best player. Everyone's like, oh no, Mike Dom's gone. Jack Rabbit just got do it again doesn't matter they just reload because it's the summit league you just shoot threes and run fast it doesn't matter just find another good power forward from god knows where in the midwest and put them out there you're gonna be just fine either way akron's a good team akron's at home i have south dakota as a pick them here shouldn't be three and a half um i think they're gonna be just fine if they're not they'll lose by a trillion but this is still a really well-coached team, and they should be your favorites for the Summit League. And then I said a little bit about the Jackrabbits because I had something to say. Don't really have much to say about Quinnipiac. The Bobcats of Hamden. This is Dan, producer Dan's local squad. He likes their hockey team a little more, and they have a tough uh, a tough match to start. It's not, a big, it's not a big travel spot. I mean, it's not that far to go over and play Rhode Island, but it's still... All these shitty teams are going to start with like three or four straight road games. That's how it works. Even when they're playing worse teams, I believe uh, on the schedule, they have central Connecticut. There's a win for the Bobcats, but yeah, I have this closer to like six or seven. I don't think this, uh, this is taking some money from uh, some Rhode Island money. So I'm, I'm fine with this at nine and a half Bobcat nation. And yeah, this is another one too. And Dan points this out. This is how college hoops work when you've had underdogs. These teams either keep it close the entire game and it's no doubt, or they're down by 30 immediately. <laughs> and you don't, like, you usually don't have it's to. time. There, yeah, it's it's a really a, a save, you know, a time-saving measure. So Quinnipiac plus nine and a half, just a numbers play. I think uh, based on how I have them, I have it similar to where they were last year. And yeah, Rhode Island may be a little bit of an upgrade, but I would have made this six and a half, seven using last year's numbers and, I'm pretty much the same. So Quinnipiac plus nine and a half, South Dakota State plus three and a half. Uh, if I have anything else, I will tweet it out. I'll post it on BetSperts. I'll let you guys know what I'm playing. And with that, 
it's a big show for a, a Monday, guys. So we'll catch Makes you guys. Sense. Yeah, we'll catch you guys. Uh, we have to track Matt on for hockey talk. Yes. Mm-hmm.